Viewer's discretion is advised. This will contain mentions of sexual assault and murder. I'm Krista. I'm Samantha, and this is Taylor Fade Away. Where every week we bring you a new episode about America's serial killers. So Krista, what qualifies as a serial killer? be qualified as a serial killer. The individual has to kill the minimum of three people and have no apparent motive, according to the FBI's definition. But if you do a Google search on the words serial killer, it states, a person who commits a series of killings with no motive and they usually follow a pattern. In the US, 150 serial murders occur a year, in which they're performed by approximately 40 people. Most serial killers are sociopaths, in which one would think they are psychopaths, but the reason they qualify as a sociopath is because they have to lure their victims. If they openly express that they are psychotic, it would be very difficult to lure those victims and get the pleasure of killing. So wait, Krista, does that make them narcissistic? In a way, yes. Majority of killers and serial killers do what they do out of spite because of what occurred in their childhood. The childhood usually contains abuse and neglect. The action of a killer's childhood makes them feel like they never got noticed or appreciated in the proper way. So they kill in the hopes of finally getting noticed and having some attention of the public on them. This is what mainly makes a murderer feeling treated like they're less, having to deal with a big amount of family, friend issues. Eventually, this will build a mind full of hatred and self-centered thoughts. A prime example of a serial murderer who displays these things, leading them to become a killer, is Aileen Warnos. So who is Aileen Warnos? Aileen Warnos is an American serial murderer who killed at least seven men at point-blank range from 1989 to 1990. But before she was a killer, at only age 11, Aileen started going to parties in the woods, in which she would perform sex acts in return for beer or cigarettes. She continued to do this, and her reputation got built being known as a sex worker. In the year 1971, Aline's grandfather's friend got Aline pregnant by rape. Nine months later, she had a child at a, at a shelter for women. After Aline put the baby for, for adoption and returned home, he found out the only person that actually cared about her, her grandmother, had sadly passed away. Aileen's childhood was full of abuse. She was not properly diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, but analysis from the FBI assumed that she had it. Aileen had many symptoms of the disorder to prove this. Aileen then continued her work as a prostitute to make extra change, and one day she decided to buy all of the beer and cigarettes that she could afford to throw a party. When everyone arrived at that party, the popular boys tossed her outside and locked her out of her own home, then making Eileen suffer and watch everyone enjoy the beer and cigarettes that she had bought, which crushed her even more. At age 12 in 1972, Eileen started hitchhiking and made her way to Colorado from Michigan, where she continued to be a prostitute and make extra change. During this time, Aline was arrested for multiple bar fights and petty theft. At this point, Aline has become a thief and prostitute for about 10 years. In 1976, at only age 20, Aline moved to Florida and met Louis Fall, in which they married late spring. After nine weeks, Louis had a shooting order and Aline had gone crazy. She most likely acted crazy because of the disorder. Eileen then hitchhiked back to Michigan, only to find out that her brother had died of throat cancer at age 21. 
For the next five years, Eileen stopped socializing, felt unloved, and went unhinged. Eileen made her way back to Florida, where she spent three years in prison for robbing a store at gunpoint. During this time she was in prison, she spent lots and lots of time around other women, which allowed her to discover her sexuality. Authorities aren't for sure if being in jail around other women caused her to change her sexuality, but it suggested that she had a thing for women. When Aline got out of prison, she went by the name of Lee, and she continued her sex work with women and men. In 1986, Aileen met a hotel mate named Tyra Moore, who was age 24. The relationship worked for the most part. There was always the factor that Aileen's disorder could cause the relationship to fail, like it did previously with Lewis. Aileen's use of alcohol and cigarettes caused her to age quicker than most. At age 30, her customers stopped coming to her because of that. It left Aileen in a predicament. Aileen had very little income, but on the night of November 30th, 1989, 51-year-old Richard Mallory waved Eileen to his car, in which he then jumped to the woods so they could have some privacy. Aileen and Richard shared a bottle of vodka. What Eileen didn't know was that Richard was a felon who just got out of prison. Richard told Eileen he was a sadist, beat and bound her hands to the steering wheel, proceeded to threaten to kill her and assault her but at which one point, Richard got out of the car to get something from the trunk. Eileen escaped the restraints he had put her in and grabbed the handgun she kept in her purse. She decided on killing him fully, then discarding the body. Eileen put three more bullets into Richard's chest and finished it. Eileen then took off his cash and later discarded his body in the local junkyard. Eileen ended up confessing to killing Richard to Tyra later that evening, but they stayed together and didn't work out. And on the day of December 13, 1989, a group of men went searching for scrap metals to sell. During this, the group of men discovered a body that belonged to Richard laying underneath the carpet. Ali got away with the crime but that, at that time. In 1990, she'd reached her breaking point. Her crimes began to get messy, and she started leaving more evidence at the crime scenes. There began to be more witnesses and who came forward and spoke about seeing a woman with the lens description last with the victims. Eileen was finally detained by police in a bar in January of 1991, where she later confessed to the killings of all men but claimed it was in self-defense. Eileen was then charged with six death sentences and was later killed by lethal injection on October 9, 2002 in Florida State Prison. That's it for today's episode. Tune in next week for the part two on Eileen Warnos. I'm Krista. I'm Samantha, and this is Killer Fade Away. Thank you, Krista, for working this with me, and thank you for everyone listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, 